I don't I don't know. I, I think originally when I started, it was more just stuff that I liked to eat, and then that was my whole my whole shtick was I'm gonna take something that somebody can re- re- like recognize and then make it in a healthier context, right? Mm. So best case, you know, best example I have is like a lasagna, right? So when you say lasagna, everybody kind of knows what a lasagna is, but I would do a sweet potato lasagna with like a cottage cheese instead of ricotta cheese. So I can play with the macros and play with the, the ingredients, but get the end result to be as close to what you're used to as possible, but in a healthier context. Gotcha. And that's kind of where, what I would do. Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bassman with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Triumph Every Day, where we discuss the journeys that shaped the lives of our guests and how it brought them to where they are today. And we have a special guest, Mike Mandel-Brown of Midwest Meal Plans. That is correct, right? Midwest Meal Plans? Nailed it. Fantastic. Welcome, Mike. A little bit of noise in the background will be done in just a second, so uh, don't skip forward just yet or, you know, with the millions of listeners we have, don't cancel it. (laughs) Um, So... um, Mike, like I said, uh, owns and operates Midwest Meal Plans, uh, but before we jump into all that, I kind of just want to get a feel for, Mike, where you're from, uh, sure. how'd, you get, how'd you get here, and uh, where you at right now? Uh, I'm from Montgomery. I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, Montgomery. Um, it's like Sycamore area. Um, where am I at now? I, I live in Kentucky, northern Kentucky with my wife, uh, right here in Florence. Um, where am I going? I plan on sticking around here for a little bit. Yeah, I don't have any immediate plans to be moving, but um, I'll I'll ask the uh, the general Cincinnati question of sure. where'd you go to high school? Sycamore. Went to Sycamore. Well, there's an alternate. I went okay. to boarding school for two years. And that's why you said Northern Ohio. I went to Ashtabula for two years mm. up in Cleveland. So all right. Yeah, I was a bad kid. What's uh? <laughs> what is what is boarding school? What is it? Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like camp, but then you do schoolwork. It's like yeah. camp. That's the best way I can put that it. That doesn't sound bad it for being a bad kid. It doesn't, <laughs> no. But I mean, like everyone's like, oh, boarding school sounds terrible. Well, no, it's just you, you dicking around with your friends. And then you do schoolwork. And then you go back to dicking around with your friends. So you're, it's like in high you school live living yeah. like a college yeah. campus type exactly. thing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I should have went that route. That yeah. sounds way better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think my parents? my parents realized that I needed that kind of structure. Yeah. But I mean... Was it was it just one of those things like is just it was all behavioral or it was just oh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. What kind of what kind of behavioral things are you talking about? You can spell it, it's fine. Uh, I just did a lot of dumb stuff when I was really, really young. Um, I never stuff. had a midlife crisis, <laughs> I had an early life crisis. Early life crisis. What, well, yeah, that's kinda how right. that's where my brother went to school. A boarding school. Boarding school. I, I don't I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, like you felt like you made progress by going Absolutely. there. Absolutely. I yeah. think I would have graduated high school oh, had I not well, done it. That's the ringing endorsement then. Yeah. That's where uh, we had Sarah on the podcast, Freeman. She went to boarding school. Yeah. yeah. I think it was more just maybe educational based, but yeah. yeah same I mean, yeah, there were some kids there that were for college preparatory, so yeah. that's what it's yeah. geared towards. But I mean, there was behavioral issues with some of the kids and some of the kids were just, you know, you know, drugs and this, that, and the other. But. Well, I think it's always fascinating whenever you, you know, go to school or you've grown up with someone and then they go off maybe to like the military yeah. and then they come back and you're like who is this person right you know so to be able to get a little discipline or whatever you know in your kind of formidable years I think there's something to be said for that and I think obviously we can lace in the you know discipline equals kind of freedom and stuff like that um, in the gym and with your nutrition and stuff like sure. that too because it's I think obviously you know the clients that you have the most success with are disciplined and they have a structure because you can't just wing nutrition you can't just wing um a fitness program and again not to get ahead of ourselves but you know i think that obviously uh no i think the the parallels between that is absolutely yeah well put so um after after boarding school after high school um where where did you kind of gear towards after that um so originally i went to school for mechanical engineering um at uc and that didn't go too well i realized that that was not something that I really wanted to do. Um, and I found the culinary arts, so I went to the Art Institute of Cincinnati, and I graduated and got you know, my new love for, for, for cooking. Um, how, how tough was that to get out of mechanical engineering um, and change directions? I feel like, cause, and more of a personal 
kind sure. of touch on that is, you know, it's like, for whatever reason, at the age of 18, you're supposed to decide what you're going to do. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, and like, and it's, it's tough, I know, for like parents where it's like, mechanical engineer has a certain prestige and like sure has a oh your son's gonna make x amount of money and then right. like i'm going to culinary school what's he gonna be you know like i think sure. first people, no like especially not back then i know it was a couple of years ago at this point yeah. but the like chef was not revered as as i think they are as much now probably not no and and that was one of the things that i personally had to overcome like realizing what kind of career path I could take with that degree, you know? Um, I think, and that was one of my main hangups when this opportunity was approached to me, um, was envisioning that just because you go to school for culinary arts doesn't mean you have to be, you know, a line cook, per se, or yeah. like a cook yeah. for your entire life. Like, that didn't translate to career to me. But realizing how many different facets there are in culinary, you can actually get into. So... Um, that was something I had to overcome personally. Um, how hard was it to make that transition? I mean, I spent a, a semester at UC and, you know, just going through the course load and realizing, you know, I had a book like this big on concrete. And I'm like, this is not something that I want to do. seems excessive. Yeah, I was like, oh, like it, I could see the end game, like mechanical engineering. I was really good with spatial reasoning. I like to build stuff, right? And that was why I went that route. But once I realized what that entailed to get to that end game, I was like, I don't want to do that and then sit in an office and not really be able to play with stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, be... almost like, thank God you found it out that soon. I think, because, yeah. you know, because a lot of people incur a lot of debt when they go to college or what have sure. you. And then they get out and then they're on their first uh, month of their first, you know, year, their, their first job kind of thing. And they're like, I hate this. I man. don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I went to school and got a business degree, and it was kind of the same same idea. It was like I'm sitting in the office. I'm like, I don't want to do this. You right. Know? And right. You don't you don't know what you don't know sometimes until you try it, and then it's like okay. Right. And at least you know, obviously, like we just talked about before, it's like you're really passionate about cooking and helping people and and pursuing what you're at. And exactly. Good on you. You know, for that. How did yeah. uh, how how much is his cooking? been a part of your life up to that point well I mean it, it always was and I think it's one of those things that once I looked at it in a different lens like with some different vision on like I could see how it did, really did play an entire role in my entire life like my whole life was kind of centered around eating you know I was raised in a Jewish household and that's all we do every holiday yeah. is eating and drinking in some capacity and then the memories sounds like a around. lot of Catholic holidays too yeah it, exactly. I, think, I think it could be tied to pretty much anything but yeah. like I realized that throughout my entire life I'd been eating or preparing food or doing this and doing that and I had memories formed around it and that's kind of what I found out my passion was like helping other people achieve the same thing with, with food you know that's making that. memories this that and the other and then it turned into let's try to get people healthy and try to show them how they can make these memories but also live a better life and fuel their bodies so yeah. after after you get a uh, degree um what was your kind of first job out the door so when i was in school i was working at um a couple just you know dive restaurants around cincinnati um just getting my feet wet so um that was something that you know i, I just wanted to get some experience because sure. i realized at least in the, in the culinary industry like the more experience you have the better you are yes a degree is, is beneficial but it's not the only route you can just work straight in a restaurant and move move up through the ranks it's a very brigadier in that capacity like almost like militaristic you can just work your way up and achieve the same thing that way um, I decided to work in a couple restaurants and then right when I got out of culinary school I got offered a management position at uh, PF Chang so I worked through the corporate route for about five years what kind of um I don't pros and cons and call it whatever you want. The difference between working at a dive bar versus like a corporate restaurant. What are the big biggest kind of differences um, between those? There's there's a lot. Uh, I think if you look at the the corporate route, there's a lot of systems in place, so you get to learn a lot of things about like scheduling and invoicing and stuff like that. Everything's very organized and regimented, um, and they there's people that come in and just try to organize things and make things more efficient. Whereas when you work in a in a at least my experience, it, it doesn't always necessarily mean the case, but when you work in a privately owned place, you have more creativity, There's more. it's more fluid, you're working with somebody, whereas opposed to you feel like you're working under somebody. 
that was my experience. Yeah, that's and one of the big reasons I asked that is we are we're five years in business at Triumph as of this past October, and our big thing is transitioning from whatever you want to call a mom pop. Sure. I don't know. Are you mom or are you pop? I am neither. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, like kind of a small shop, almost that kind of privately owned to systematizing things a little bit more to where you know we can bring someone in so that Mark and I aren't the ones running the show day in and day out. Well, I, I think know? that that's the at least in my experience, if you bring in those systems into a privately owned place, at least in the corporate or in the, the restaurant aspect, that's the best run. Organizations yeah. I've seen. Yeah. So you make it small. It's intimate. It's personal. Like, and you can relate to your employees. But at the same time, it's structured and regimented. Yeah. And that's I think because that's the that's the hardest. Worlds. I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of people is is they they love the small atmosphere of having mm-hmm. this privately owned place. And then when you start to see these changes that are necessary for the business to grow and sustain, people are like, well, that's not the way that I liked it. And right. It's like, but, but it's also necessary. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those really kind of tough pills to swallow for some of your, your OG customers that are, yeah. um, it's really tough. And so you'll have that. Yeah. Um, so PF Chang's and um, how long were you in that position? So I worked at P.F. Chang's um, for about five years. Um, three of those, I was uh, a sous chef or in management, that type of stuff. And then once I opened a food truck, I kind of stepped down and just worked there more of a day-to-day capacity because I couldn't, they wouldn't let me non-compete. I couldn't yeah. like own a business and do this and that right. and the other. What, uh, what food truck was that? Hungry Brothers Food Truck. How'd that, uh, how's that come about? How'd it come about? Yeah. That was a, a crazy, just, of fate type deal. So um, I was probably three years into my culinary journey at PF Chang's and I decided that on my own, like I wanted to look into doing something else. Like I wasn't being able to express myself creatively through my food, which was what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't have a lot of say in what was going on in the day to day as far as like recipes. Yeah. And I, you know, I felt like I went to school for that and I wanted to do that. So I was researching on my own a food truck because that was like the easiest I looked at it like the lowest investment the lowest amount of money I had to scrap together to have my own thing um, and, so, th- and that's probably about the time that they were especially again like, here in Cincinnati yeah it, again it that's, like, that's the, yeah. Uh, the the common theme with the, we get everything a decade later so oh, yeah, like they're starting to point quote, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so it was just becoming a thing here in Cincinnati had it been a, it's been a bigger thing in other cities for way longer than that um <clears throat> But I was doing my own research, you know, looking at trucks to sit by and, and looking up things on the line and researching and doing my due diligence, right? And then I got a phone call from a buddy and he said, do you want to start a food truck? I was like, that's the damnedest thing because I've been re- researching it my, myself at the same time. And uh, he's like, do you want to start a truck with me and my brother? I'm like, I don't even know your brother, but yeah, I'm in. So, <laughs> and then that's how Hungry Burgers came. Uh, what? So what consists of... Because I know there's a lot of – the pushback was always like sanitary and zoning restrictions mm-hmm. and you can only park in – what are some of those hurdles that you got to jump through to get a food oh. truck up and running? Well, food trucks are run exactly the same way restaurants are as far as the health department standpoint goes. So they're, they're held to the same exact criteria um, and in more, some cases they're more strength, more like crazy about it because you're getting inspected way more often. And the reason being is – if you go to these events and there's the health department on scene, they'll look at your truck. Oh, they'll look at all the trucks while yeah, they're there. They're they're there, yeah. right? So like say, you know, my truck's there and, and your truck's there and then your truck's there, but you you have like a pop up thing and you need to get, you know, um, gourmet like, peanut butter and jellies. That would be mine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but like say you're from out of town, right? So you need to get um, a Northern Kentucky or a Cincinnati temporary permit. The health department will come and look at you just in the temporary capacity, but while they're there, they'll come look at all our trucks, even though we're licensed. So they're on the trucks way more. Gotcha. Um, which really is there for my for my time in, in corporate restaurants. The health department was there maybe twice a year, mm-hmm. whereas when on my truck, I get I get regularly inspected 20, 30 times a year in oh, a wow. six month period. Oh wow. Never fail. Yeah. I mean, no, it's like one of those things. Your standards are always going to be high, so you should be fine. And I think there is a, like, a misconception or, like, that food trucks are dirty. I mean, I mean, sure, yeah, there's dirty restaurants and there's dirty food trucks. But 
I mean, we get inspected, at least my experience was, we, we got way more inspected by the health department than I did ever at PF Jackson. Gotcha. Um, and then, obviously, working in uh, basically close quarters, it's a little bit different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you, everything's micro. So, you, I went from, you know, ordering $1,500 worth of produce on a daily basis to ordering $1,500 over an entire year. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, like, everything is... You're way more dialed into what your pars are, so I had to learn that kind of thing. Um, I mean, it's all just a learning curve, and if you figure it out pretty pretty fast. Yeah. Um, maybe just uh, some of those, uh, just a big takeaway from maybe working in a private small shop, a takeaway mm-hmm. from working in a corporate you know, space, and then maybe having the food truck. What are your kind of big three takeaways from each one of those, or just like one from each one? That one of the biggest things you learn, because I think again, working in a training atmosphere versus um, you know working in a corporate job versus owning your own business. For for myself and Mark, we've t- probably taken these big chunks away from each one of those things. Okay. I don't know um, if there's one that sticks out. I think from my experience in the corporate realm, I learned a lot about how to deal with and handle employees and how I wanted to be looked at as a manager or a boss. So that is what I learned and which was most most invaluable from my corporate restaurant experience was just dealing with a lot of people, how they want to see me, what kind of boss and manager I want to be and use that throughout my entire culinary career. Sure, I learned a lot of stuff about like the back end of stuff, but I don't think that was like crucial to that specific right. you yeah. know, learning environment. Yeah. From there, I got a lot of experience in learning how to deal with people like as far as employees, how to give people days off and be a good boss, or quote unquote, what that would look like, and how I want to conduct myself. When, when you're when you guys are running the food truck, is mm-hmm. it just the three of you, or do you have employees? Or are you doing a lot of employees role? that are you know part time here here and there, you know, just for events, depending on what kind of events we're running. Yeah. Um, the management structure has kind of changed over the years as far as who's still in it. As of now, I own the truck 100% outright. Originally, it was three partners and since then they've been bought out gotcha um and then so you currently own the food truck yep and then so kind of on the side you're now moving into is that at this point you're opening yeah so plans um i started that probably honestly the same year i started the food truck and i was kind of doing that on the side just in a small capacity like you know people were interested in in getting some healthy meals um in their personal life and I, I had always had this passion for fitness and, and health and wellness and I was always doing that um, for myself uh, my entire college career and stuff like that um, sorry to jump in how, yeah. how did the passion for fitness and stuff start was it just um, like, well you I, I kind of like uh, Ronnie Coleman you know yeah I did I did get into Ronnie Coleman once I got into the bodybuilding um, realm of things I, I kind of just I, I had this period in my life where I needed to, to do a lot of self-improvement and that kind of trickled into a whole bunch of aspects sure. of stuff yeah. um, and that was kind of the same time when I left you see know, and I found this passion for, for cooking there was a lot of personal self-involvement that or self-improvement going on in my life um, and one of those I found was I want to refocus on the energies into myself as far as you know health and wellness goes cool so at that time, I was doing a lot of running. Um, sure. I found P90X, and I was doing yeah. that in this little apartment that I had. Right. Yeah. So, like, that was that was enough. That was enough yeah. to sustain me, and it got the fire lit that way. Oh, yeah. Um, and I really felt a lot better. Like, mm-hmm. I could... It was the first time in my life where I was looking at myself and, like, really taking an interest in how I was feeling, mm-hmm. not just, like, how I looked or something like that. Like, so my roommate in college uh, just took off, and he's going to... Trying to get his PhD in nutrition now. That's uh, wonderful. And it started with P90X. Yeah, yeah. that's I mean, crazy. Started, it's, and it's yeah. funny because people, you know, I don't know, they crack jokes about that, but yeah. it's like whatever your start is. Exactly. Right. Whatever, you know? whatever it lights that fire for you. Yeah. Who cares? I think yeah. it's a great thing to talk be, about. Uh, 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 some uh, some glowing recommendations for you know just mm-hmm. whatever whatever you yeah. know get your what foot it in is door. for you exactly yeah because um, I know. All of our paths are pretty different, but they all basically started out with some some spark being lit somewhere. Whether that's a, I know mine was just like, wow, this is not how I want to look. Yeah, you know, and it's like, sure. 
That's enough. You start reading like I get you get the men's health book and you're like, oh, yeah, yep. All right, this looks good. <laughs> pull up bodybuilder.com or GNC, walk yeah. into one of those and just be like, okay, and then just ask some people some stuff and what are you doing? You know, one or two people there's changing their lives and it looks good on them and you're like, well, shit, I could do that too. Yeah, like, I was just where he was three months ago. Why can't mm-hmm. I be where he's at now? Exactly. That's all yeah. it took. I love it. Um, so simultaneously, you're you're finding this love for cooking, yep, and this passion for cooking and this passion for fitness. Yes. Um, so right away, do you see a correlation between nutrition and fitness, or is it something that comes a little yes. bit later? I, I through some of the the courses I was taking in culinary school, which was one was a nutrition class, and then just based off some of the research I was doing, there was a lot of push towards. You know, you see these like pyramids and it's like, how much percent is this in the gym? How much is this food? And how much is this you know, rest and active recovery, right? And a lot of it was based on nutrition being a huge facet of any kind of fitness goal you have. It doesn't matter what it is. You can see across the board, everyone's like, well, if you're not eating right, you're not going to maintain, you're not going to reach those goals. You might be able to put in, you know, three, four, five hours at the gym on a, you know, in a week. But if you're eating McDonald's, yeah. Right. I, I always, you, t- I always tell people it's like taking the back roads or taking the highway. Exactly. Or it's like if you get a Maserati, why would you put unleaded in? You right. Need exactly. put, you need what, to put some better fuel in your body. Exactly. Whatever whatever your analogy is, that's and and that is such an invaluable lesson to learn right away. Yes. Because so many people find that out. They either quit yeah. <laughs> and say that this isn't working or you know, where they find that out so much later and they're like, why didn't I think about this, you know, firsthand? Oh, um, 100%. Be- because it is the base of that pyramid. It is absolutely like you're all your, you know, the, the abs are made in the kitchen, you know, one of the other million right, right. So, um, but even just in, in like a holistic, like feeling better oh, yeah. mentality, like it's doing your body is such a disservice if you're putting all this bad food in it, if you has have any kind of fitness goal. Yeah. Um, what kind of, um, maybe the evolution of the food you've been preparing, what did that kind of look like from the beginning to where it is now? Oh man, it's like night and day. I yeah. mean, as far as like presentation wise, as far as the like food quality, it was pretty much the same from the get go. It was always the highest quality ingredients I could find. Are you, is it, I don't want to use diet terms, but is mm-hmm. it, is it, is, was there a certain style of food that you were preparing? Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I think originally when I started, it was more, just stuff that I liked to eat. And then that was my whole, my whole shtick was, I'm gonna take something that somebody can like recognize and then make it in a healthier context, right? Mm. So best case, you know, best example I have is like a lasagna, right? So when you say lasagna, everybody kind of knows what a lasagna is, but I would do a sweet potato lasagna with like a cottage cheese instead of ricotta cheese. So I can play with the macros and play with the, the ingredients, but get the end result to be as close to what you're used to as possible, but in a healthier context. Gotcha. And that's kind of where, what I would do. Are you are you playing a lot with macros and? Oh yeah. And, okay. Um, what's kind of the breakdown for most? Is it? I'm so, sure it's different for each meal. Yeah. So there's different meals that I have, and there's different like categories you can get. But ideally, I lower the fat content in almost all the meals to make the caloric intake sub 600. Now, if you want to customize your stuff and bump it up, you can. But ideally, you know, your fats are always going to be around 20 below. So then the whole total will be under 600 calories. Gotcha. So your, your carbs will be, I don't know, 30 or 40. And then your proteins will be 30 or 40. And fats will be 10 to 15. Gotcha. That's kind of that, that uh, the 40, 30, 30 principle. Close to that anyways yeah, as, far as, um, as far as content goes. Um, and now with all these new diet things coming out, like keto and stuff, I literally was just on the phone with somebody about that prior to coming here. Yes, I do offer stuff like that. So obviously those will be completely reversed, mm-hmm. but generally the macros are really nice. So you can eat a hearty, substantial meal, but still be healthy and still have, a, you know, the calories that you need to function. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, um, uh, honestly, the, the amount of conversations, and I'm not saying this to, to, to rip on anyone but the amount of conversations I've had with people where they literally ask me what a carbohydrate is oh yeah and they ask me like if a sweet potato is carbohydrate and it's and like you just don't know what you don't know yeah you know so, it's, it's funny but those same people want to start keto yeah exactly yes. I heard this word keto so 
I yeah, I could eat all the well, bacon I can. Yeah, bacon like, and cheese. It's a bacon, bacon and cheese diet, right? Bacon and cheese. <laughs> yes, you have to. You have. I, I feel, and, and the same thing with the, the food truck stuff is there's a lot of education and mm. educating your clients or educating people in general if you want to present them to what you're doing in the best context possible. So, yeah. are you are you doing that personally? Are you spending a lot of time kind of people call me all the time because yeah. I feel like I know. Unfortunately for us because it's true so many of the conversations we have ends ends up with the answer being it depends right you know like what's your goal you know where where are you starting where do you want to end up because like they're like well, what do i eat and i'm like it depends yeah how much should i work out it depends it does <laughs> and so right. you know we i, I don't want to say we we burn a lot of calories pun intended but um having these conversations but those are conversations we have to have with our clients in order to get them to understand that their goal is wildly different from from your goal, from Mark's goal, and my goal, and that their path is going to be probably different than Mark's path, your path, oh, my path. Yeah. You know, so nutrition is probably one of the biggest ones where, um, you know, we do a, a group fitness class with a blanket fitness approach. Yeah. But we also offer PT because the personal training allows you to work on one-on-one on a weakness. We offer our barbell club so that you can work on a strength in the Olympic lifts right. or a weakness in the Olympic lifts. And just like offering different meal plans. It depends on what your goal is. It depends on what right. your goal is. You're right. trying to lose fat or lose weight per se. And I think there's a huge misconception on just that term in general. Like I'm trying to lose weight, I'm trying to lose fat. Sometimes it's going to be the same thing. Sometimes they can be different. Yeah. Right? Um, you got to figure out what the goals are. You know, that's a good point. Um, I think there's three lines in all things that, you know, that will get you to the end result with like fitness or whatever realm you're dabbling in. Yeah. It's like we know that form is important. We know that you have to you have to adhere to certain restrictions. And the same thing with like a diet or, you know, I even I don't even like to throw that word out there, but just nutrition. It's like, hey man, that lasagna sounds great. You know what I found makes it better? Putting ice cream on top of it. Well, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yes, that's, that's probably, it might be true. Right. So, so you know, it's kind of I where I'm going. I took your ricotta like, cheese and replaced yeah. it back with ricotta cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it would be better, but like you have to know that you have to sacrifice some things mm-hmm. if you want to achieve anything. Absolutely. And that's just period. Absolutely. Case in point. And, and the reason I, I asked that is I was, I was just curious on how much interaction you have with each and every client and if there's if there is like a goal setting session if there is like a so i do offer consultations so like if you feel the need that you want to call me or reach out to any one of our staff members and figure out what is the best plan for me personally then yes you can do that but they're all you can always just go on there and buy anything a la carte and there will be no interaction whatsoever right it's really just depending on what these individuals need yeah. So if you already know what you need and you already know your macros, you can pull up the menu and be like, oh, that fits into my plan, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to the bodybuilding section, which is more customization based off individual proteins, carbs, and, and vegetables. You can plug and play that. You can go ahead. But if you're like, I don't know where to start, mm-hmm. consultation will get you, get yeah. you together. How much, um, and you don't have to give away all of your like secrets, uh, <laughs> what's it, like what's, what does your process look like versus, if I go on your website mm-hmm. and I order six meals how does it go from internet to my doorstep okay so um i do all my prepping and all that stuff on friday saturday sunday and then monday it gets delivered so fridays usually is when i you know purchase all the food or all the food comes to the kitchen at some point right um it gets delivered or i go out and buy it myself and then saturdays is when we you know put knives to everything put everything in containers or as you know cook it and then sundays we Build the orders, get them ready to go out. And Mondays they get shipped out. What uh, what kind of time domain are you talking about? You know, as far as prepping and cooking, how long is that? Um, it's you? probably about 25, 30 hours of work in two, three days. That's a lot to get it all prepped and ready to go. Yeah. And do you have? Um, obviously, you said something about you know having the high highest quality food sources. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you getting? Is it is it local places? Is it? I can I try to get as much local stuff as I can. Um, in the winter, it's harder, but during the, the summer months, it's great because I can go to farmers markets. Yeah, just you know purchase vegetables and that and the other. Um, there's some places around Cincinnati uh, that offer. There's um, I think they Ohio Valley Food Connection is like a an online farmers market. So they plug in individuals or restaurateurs or people who just want well sourced food with 
you know, the best ways to get it. So they plug people like local farmers into people that are looking for them. Uh, that's one route. Um, you know, in the summer I have my own garden, so I'll pull herbs and stuff out of that. Nice. Yeah. That's good. So there's plenty of resources around Cincinnati. Um, anything else as far as like chicken and stuff, I try to get organic when I can. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, you know, salmon. It's just We've got a chicken girl. Chicken. Well, we did. She actually moved. Chicken girl. You got a chicken on. girl? Well, she... Uh, but she's got her own farm or something like that? She's got her own farm. She she's somebody. actually moved on. They, they live... I forget... It's Ariel and her husband. Yeah, I feel like they lived in like a tiny house. They live in a tiny house, like oh, in somewhere yeah, in the legit. Florence area. And like they have their own chicken farm and stuff. Uh, let's see if I can find you the info. Yeah, that. that'd be so. great. But I mean, just relationships like that is something I've just mm -hmm. had. Some of my clients happen to have, you know, um, one of them is a, he does his own beef butchery or something like that. Oh, wow. So like he gets me really nice lean cuts of ground beef at a decent price. So yeah. I try to use... If I'm doing beef, ground beef and, and anything, it's 93.7. So yeah, mm. I use lowers of lean beef when I can. Sometimes it's a little too expensive depending on the yeah, week. That can pretty, be a little bit pricey. You have a pretty big mix of clients. Like uh, I know you mentioned, like bodybuilding a couple times. Like oh, that. Yeah, all like, over the place. It's all over. Yeah. yeah. So everyday people. Yes. Work, people that like to I, work out. Yeah. And that was probably one of the biggest things I learned within the first year that. I thought that I was going to be cooking for the Rodney Coleman's and the yeah, Schwarzenegger's. Yeah. I'm like, sure. I'm going to be cooking. These, these people eat crazy amounts. But I found out real fast that not everybody does that. Mm -hmm. And then the people that do, their budget for food is so small right. because they're putting money else mm -hmm. elsewhere, whatever it may be, you know, yeah. training, gyms, recoveries, and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it that was one thing I had to learn right off the rip. Yeah, and it's but funny. that opened up the doors to you know help more people. Yeah, sure. It's, and it's that one was of those. What I wanted to do. It's funny because like you know you get into coaching and things like that, and you're like, yes, I'm going to coach the right. next the next Olympian games athlete, or whatever. Or the next yeah. Olympian, the yeah. next the next best CrossFitter, and you're like, actually, I really enjoy helping moms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yo, no, I, to watch someone have that spark, yeah. kick on is awesome so yeah. like if you can help somebody who yeah. has nothing knows nothing about weightlifting or anything and just get them excited about it yeah i think there's there's think more of a powerful it, 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 exactly it's more powerful i think yeah. because it's one of those things where like um unfortunately not unfortunately a lot of times you get athletes and they they already know everything you know yeah, so it's, it's hard like, to teach someone who's unteachable exactly <laughs> so it, it is nice to have a blank slate and be like hey we're gonna try this and you know track this progress and you're going to see results and then they come back like oh my god yeah you know mm -hmm. um i guess the tough oh well a question for me is mm -hmm. is the goal to keep them a forever client or do you want them no. to move on well and that's something that i i had to really look at is like do i want somebody to come to me hit a goal and then be gone from a person standpoint, yes, I do. I want everyone to move on, be able to, if they could cook for themselves and I could teach them how to cook for themselves, I would love to do that. Yeah. I haven't found a way to monetize that yet. Maybe one day I'll start doing classes. Um, just like showing people how to sure. cook and yeah. shop or whatever. Um, and I've, I've looked into that. But um, from a business standpoint, no, I mean, ideally I want them to buy everything from yeah. me forever. But, you know, I'm... Somewhere in the middle. It's one of those like place. it's like your 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 passion versus your business, right? Right. You know? Exactly. It, it, yes. I think there's a huge need for that. By yeah. the way, I mean, people, you know, especially we were t we were kind of joking about it in the last class. It's like Amazon will deliver to you, like while you're on the toilet. They yeah. will. They'll and do it's, whatever. It's it's just everyone is. It's just everything's getting more convenient. Yes. Everything like everything is just convenient. I don't want to yeah. cook. I want to deliver. Yes. You know, and and all these things. So, but I I. Phil, you know, that's almost, and again, it's hard to predict the future, it is. but it's a cyclical kind of thing where I feel like it'll come back around. We're like, no, I want to, because there's so much value, right? And, and obviously going to a physical location like a gym mm -hmm. and working out with a group of people, you know, just like you said, growing up in your house, it was a, a custom to prepare the meals together. Yeah, it was like a yeah, whole so routine. It was like well, a, what, what does that future look like if right. it's just like, all right, go ahead, sit down. Amazon's going to be here any second. You know, as opposed to let's actually make this meal, you know, and cliches like make it with love, right. you know, kind of thing. But I would like to think, you know, obviously I don't have any, any kids or anything like that yet, but I would love to be able to cook a meal with my, my wife and my kids, you know, stuff like that. So a lot of people, 
to the pr- previous point you made is like a lot of people just don't know how to do that yeah and it's like the whole you know teach a person how to fish kind of thing and you know, so uh, I, so I would love yeah. to do that and I think that's something I want to focus on in the future at some point I know right now I'm kind of still locked into the day to day so mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. gotten the staff or anything like that to the point where I can be removed from the day to day and then focus on something like that but yes ideally I would love to do something like that yeah and All that's right. on my just within our gym, I mean, selfishly, goals, right? I know a lot of our, I know a lot of our members would love, you know, a class or something like that on. Oh, I mean, you to, could take it in many directions, food. like where to yeah. source your food, like how to go shopping and read nutrition labels, because a lot of people don't understand that. And if you don't understand those foundations, how are you going to prepare something that's moderately healthy, mm-hmm. let yeah. alone, you know, stay consistent with any kind of health goals? Yeah, and and, and unfortunately, we're um, we're preached to quite a bit that something may be healthy when it's when it's really not um i mean it's like how many times you go to the grocery store and you see someone looking at a label you know it's, just, it's mostly they just grab it put it in the bag or they're looking at the price but like yes yeah, yeah. and the price is right there so or they're, it's like, they're yeah. or they're shopping with with big labels that say low fat or whatever right. whatever yeah, the, the tricky the, the buzzword is so um i think again knowledge is absolutely power and getting people to um again the parallel of of the gym atmosphere of having people come through our door and um, exclaim that they're going to get hurt here because sure. they heard a story oh, or, yeah. you know, whatever you're cooking is not, that's not the way that, that you're supposed to be eating. That's like, well, it's because you don't know and you don't know any better. Yeah. You know, um, we had a, a gentleman come in over this past weekend. They posted a photo and one of the comments of one of his friends, just be careful because every, everyone, Everyone I've ever known who's done CrossFit has gotten hurt, and it's like, is it everyone, or is it <laughs> is one it every, guy that you knew, is it everyone, or is it the guy who's talking the loudest? Like, yeah. What's the so word? exactly, it's just one of those <laughs> things where yeah, um, everyone that eats sushi gets food poisoning. Right, they all get mercury poisoning. Right. Kids come out with three arms. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? So, what? I just had some last night. Yeah, um, it's delicious. So, you said something about 2019 having a goal of of maybe getting more of out of the kind of day-to-day stuff so and I think I would love to do that and I I go back and forth as far as like because I'd like the cooking part I like taking a knife and just banging through some onions and then taking a whole big rump roast and breaking it down into different primal cuts like I like doing that stuff but at the same time I have to realize from a business perspective that my time might be more valuable elsewhere it's exactly what we're going through right now so what I mean like it's so one of the things I, I like and I want to pose and pose to Mark too is like using the tools you have now, what is something you can do in the next year to reach even more people? Because it's one of those things where you can, like you said, if you have someone running the day-to-day Midwest meal plans, is there a way that you can now do these classes? And now you're still chopping up you know, the vegetables yeah. and doing the cuts, but you're doing it in a group setting, teaching people that original so, passion, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's, you know, that's, that's kind of our vision too, is like we wanna to try to impact as many, because we, you know, we have a product that we believe in. Yeah. We know it doesn't get people hurt, you know, unless, you know, uh, something crazy happens, you know, sure. kind of thing. Um, so we wanna to try to impact as many people as possible, and that's kind of what it sounds like you're trying to do. Yes, that's yeah. the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess the, uh, you know, the, for you, if you had to kind of take a big step back um, over the next, you know, three to five years, would you think you're still going to have the food truck and still be with, you know? Um, well, I think in you know, my five-year, ten-year plans, it would be a little different. I think by then, um, either truck is franchise and someone else is running it, or there's multiple locations in small capacities, maybe some kind of affiliation with the FC Stadium or something like that right Mm -hmm. um that is a potential for that um for the midwest i would like to be doing at least shipping nationwide Mm. right yeah um be more of a be able to impact more people that way yeah but to do that i would probably need a my own facility um full-time staff daily shipping as opposed to weekly right um those type of things but you Mm -hmm. know as of now, I, I've realized from a very early time that this would scale real easily, but I have to make sure I scale appropriately. And I can't just be like, tomorrow, accepting national orders, because right. I'll be screwed. Right. You know? Like I would not be able to either handle it or it wouldn't go out right. Exactly. Something would be wrong. Growth, growth is not always uh, 
the the huge blessing you know if you're well, not ready it, it for it it can be but it, it, if you're not if, ready for right, it right if you haven't even thought about it and you're like all of a sudden this I'm gonna run with this idea you might bite off way more than you can chew and we both know that if you take bite off more than you chew and you fail mm-hmm. you're right. done exactly you're, chew. you're done it's a, it's you know you can't it's really hard to come back from that yeah um so uh is that a sexual joke uh it could be a little pun yeah, any, like yeah, but you did. said if you bite off more than you chew that's that's why i was going with it you, you can show yeah, yeah. all right well you know every once in a while <laughs> <laughs> kind of there's, there's, there's a lot there's a lot of double entendres here Don't i like it. it triple yeah yeah um so there's a there's a pretty big disparity between what you're serving through midwest meal plans and hungry oh, Bros, right uh hungry roses uh, we i've had it it was it was delicious mm-hmm. uh yeah what kind Very of good. uh what kind of stuff are you serving at hungry bros uh, we do pita sandwiches and waffle fries. We specialize in dirty French fries, so that's sexy stuff on top of French fries. Our number one seller is what we call the Kevin Bacon Ranch. Okay, so it's seasoned <laughs> waffle fries, um, grilled chicken, ranch, smoked bacon. That's it. Did you bring it sells, in that with you, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> it sells like gangbusters. Um, yeah. Mark tries to eat tries to eat like five thousand calories a day. So oh, he'd, he'd eat like he'd be good. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get you there. Um, My heart gainer. Yes, it's a hard game. So yeah, that is completely different than what I sell from Midwest, and I think just having those two—it's like the yin and yang in my, in my personal life. You know? Well, too, and you gotta like people need to understand like you need to still enjoy your 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 life a little bit. Sure. You know? um, um, I indulge. I'm listening to uh, Dave Avery. Guy who owns Bulletproof Coffee and all that. Okay. The game, cha- uh, the game changers close. book. Asprey. Did Asprey? Yeah, my bad. Um, and you know, he just talks about you know how important recovery and enjoyment of life is because you'll just push, 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 yeah. and you're always in this kind of just terrified state, even though you don't know. Uh, you it. know, adults forget to play. You know, like yeah. we obviously you watch kids run and jump and have fun with those smallest things. Yeah. yeah. And then we forget to you know it's okay to. Human. It is okay <laughs> to have some French fries, very moderately. Unfortunately, yeah. the yeah. people are I in like the fries. opposite direction. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah um, that's, and that's what I mean by that. Is you know, we'll post our silly cheat meals and stuff like that, and like, oh, you eat, like, no, you don't understand that. Like, maybe I shouldn't be posting them if they don't see the other half of it. Sure, the, mm-hmm. the vast majority of it, where it's like the boring side. The boring that's, side, yeah, where I, you know, I've got Tupperware. <laughs> I've got five ounces of chicken, sweet potatoes, some broccoli and peppers. Like, that's not something I love eating every single day but right. it's something that I know it will get me to my goal and you know a maintained weight and you know makes me feel like I have energy and I don't feel sluggish after I eat it yeah. so it's like one you of those might things. not love it but your body loves it exactly exactly it's that that same metaphor of putting you know the high performance fuel into the sports car kind of thing yes mm-hmm. um, even though my body doesn't feel like a sports car lately but it is the new year. I mean, year. it's, it's <laughs> your body you was just a car. Got done with all the what holidays. kind of car would it be? <laughs> yeah, that's it's a good question. Uh, that is a great. Hy- we have we have daily questions today for a class. That would be a good. Yeah. That'd be what a fun would yours one. Be? Mine uh, probably be a two thousand uh, Honda Accord. <laughs> the same one sitting outside. Well, is it the, what you think your car is, or what you actually? Uh, I'd probably be. You know, it's good. It's a good question. Yeah. Um, probably be like a. A mid-size like Taurus, <laughs> mid mid nineties uh, base model. Yeah, base model there it Taurus. Is. There yeah, I got go. those chrome wheels though. Um, <laughs> Walmart funny. spinners. Yeah. Uh, so how much? Uh, we'll we'll kind of wrap things up here in a second. Mm-hmm. But how much is his? So you're married. You don't have kids currently, correct? No. Okay. How much does the the wife and the family get involved with the the business or? None. None? Kind of you solo? Yeah. Um, my wife is uh, an M- MLS. Oh, God, if I mess it up, she's going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> she's a medical lab specialist. So okay. She runs the labs for St. Elizabeth. So she went um, to college and did all that. Um, she, she, that's her job. And then okay. my job is, you know, the Hungry Brothers and Food Truck and then Midwest. But we come in... We meet together because we both are passionate about health and wellness. So she's a professional, I guess, she is Miss Kentucky for 2018. Oh, very cool. So she was the figure competitor for, she won the <clears throat> Kentucky Open. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's what she does. Does she and make you call it? 
call you that. Call her Miss Kentucky. No, no. She won't let you know that that's who she is unless I let you know that that's who she is. I thought she might not like inside. I wish she did. That would be. No, she probably will now. But so we both have a passion for that. I did my first competition in October. And then this oh, is, she's cool. been competing too. So like we do that. So we're both active in that. Um, and that's is it kind bodybuilding of, or is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Just and that's and that's that big, it, I think that's so important too to have a a unified goal. You sure. know, you could you could have different areas, but like you're both working towards something. Absolutely. Um, because it just it a it makes it more enjoyable. You you know everybody you should be doing things you enjoy with your spouse, and. Two, obviously, you're not like. Uh, let's go get Skyline. You know, I mean, we, believe me, we still we still crush exactly. Some food. Like we crush some food. But but it's yeah. easier when you're both holding yourself a little bit more accountable. Yeah, absolutely. There, it's it's you're nice. not training for the show, and she's just like, man, the Skyline. <laughs> just <laughs> wafting it in your direction. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we both we both we go to the gym probably five times a week and That's cool. do all that stuff. Awesome. What's it? Uh, I, does it make it easier knowing a decent amount about nutrition and, and food preparation to to prepare for something like a show? I no, it sucks. Yeah. Either way, there's no way to cut it. It's yeah. just yeah. it's a lot of work, you know. Yeah. Wow, this um, is I think the one thing that helps is I can play more in the kitchen, right? So like I can make something that I know I have to eat taste a little more enjoyable. Yeah. And still mess around with the macros. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like it's just, yeah, you know, you're just getting as lean as you can. Yeah. And there's no real quick fix for that. Did you feel healthy whenever you were no, doing your shit? I was yeah. hungry, hungry, I've always heard that. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, just like oh. it's definitely one of the more most disciplined things I've I've ever witnessed as far as like people, you know, preparing oh, for. It's, yeah. There's just a lot of self-control and, um, you know, mm-hmm. basically trying to get to the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, mm-hmm. you it's know, just, you, you have a a goal and you're like, I'm gonna just do it. What, whatever um, it takes. It's like a slow marathon. That's like, exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, it's like, it's, oh, no, it's no. like one with you're pulling a big sack of yeah, bricks. Right. It's like let's just walk this. What forward. um maybe just for for anyone listening, just like some really easy nuggets that they can take away from this and just kind of consume as far as like if if they have zero idea what to eat, where's mm-hmm. a great place to start? I mean, I think you, you nailed it earlier when you said what their goals are. So, I mean, anybody should be able to eat relatively healthy stuff. And it's, you know, brown rice and, you know, potatoes and less oil on this. And, you know, sweet potatoes are great. And, you know, grilled chicken instead of fried chicken and stuff like that. So those things are just blanket statements. But as far as what your goals are, it depends on the amounts and stuff like that. So. I, I like eating three meals a day. I don't necessarily always want to eat five meals a day. I like some snacks and stuff mixed in there, but <clears throat> figuring out what amounts I want and what kind of goals I have are what help me plan through my week. Yeah, the base, the yeah. base of, of kind of where you're going, right? Absolutely. So, so would you just say like meat and vegetables? Is it, I mean, is it that there's, simple to start? <laughs> I, you know? I think there's, I think a lot of the people that do call me for consultations are they they have a real hard time eating vegetables and i think the biggest thing i can find i can teach people when i cook them food is making vegetables taste not terrible mm-hmm. right um and a lot of that is people have been used to eating vegetables in a context that aren't really cooked well yeah mm-hmm. so or, you just or, them up a little bit you know that, that, that's one thing i found out even something like uh onions you know yeah. for me like i can't do them raw you know? No, and like so, if I but if I put them in the crock pot or you know yeah. saute them up with a little bit of olive oil or avocado oil, whatever I've got, um, mixing them in with something else. Obviously, I'm not just gonna get pl- you know. I think it's right. the whole thing. It's like people go so to one side, or it's like, well, I'm just gonna eat this raw broccoli, you know, or sure. it's like I'm gonna eat this cooked broccoli with a pound of cheese. It's like you know finding that middle ground to where like kind of like you're saying like, hey, how do I still get this nutritional you know makeup of this good vegetable but it's not going to taste like crap right yeah and i think that's the best thing i can tell anybody is to just get used to eating vegetables and try to find one that you really like to eat and 
Eat it. Eat it. And, and two, like, that's... But that is true. But sure. unfortunately, some people, I don't like that. It doesn't taste good. I'm, like, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, uh, like that's... And there's so you, many you already You already know that you can't have cheesecake every day. So yeah. why, like... You know that in your heart of hearts. Exactly. So, like, that's you why just sometimes... That's why it's a dessert just and not an entree. got to do things that you don't want to do, yeah. you know? Um, and, and again, it's, it's a risk reward factor, you know, it you're is. going, you're going to you can indulge, you can have something that's nice you, at the end of the week or the end of the day. Like, Hey, I did really good out of the entire day. I, you know, I had my oats in, in the morning and I had my rice cakes with some peanut butter for my snack. And then I had my grilled chicken and broccoli and brown rice for lunch. And then I had my, you know, steak and potatoes for dinner. Now I can have something sweet. I like the, uh, the idea of a cheat item. Yes. Instead of a cheat meal. That's sure, like, you know, my meals and your meals might be completely different. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's just have like have that one have that one thing that you're yeah. gonna really enjoy and savor it. Yeah. I know for, for my wife and I we do a family day on Sundays and that's usually when we have like a cheat something. So we go down to our parents' house, hang out, eat some food, have some cookies and do that once a week. Yeah. You know, if we're in prep, maybe not, but Yeah. And you know, still still enjoying your life. Um, so we always like to wrap things up, just a really basic question, um, and that is just a, uh, a question of what is your definition of success? Success. Um, I think success is waking up every morning and doing something that you feel like you're getting dividends paid out after accomplishing. Um, I also think success is you know surrounding yourself with people that are doing the same thing that you're doing and you're both achieving wonderful things and helping as many people as you can. Hmm. Fantastic, man. Uh, Mike, where's, where do we uh, find you at? Um, MidwestMealPlans.com. Um, Instagram is just Midwest Meal Plans. You can find me on Facebook, Midwest Meal Plans. Um, link them up. Yeah, yeah. Link me up. Link. Yeah, we'll throw a link at the bottom here. You guys can check it out. And um, if you have any questions, just reach out to Mike, and he'll, uh, he'll definitely be more than happy to answer any of your questions Absolutely. I'm sure yeah well uh, thank you all for listening to Triumph Every Day make sure you subscribe on YouTube iTunes and everywhere your favorite podcasts are found you can find us at triumphstrength.net on Instagram at triumphstrength and Facebook at facebook.com slash triumphstrength we'll see you guys next week